0: You know, um, a funny thing happened. Me, Jeff, and Kia, we got together to talk about Near Dark. And guess what? It got dark. (laughs) Yeah. And it's night. And we're still around this table. And I feel like there's something we need to talk about. Maybe we should talk about
1: Hereditary oh. It's true that's what we're going to talk about. Come on, Peter. It's your suit.
2: It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. That's grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the
1: room.
0: She isn't gone.
2: She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die. And she wasn't altogether there. At the end. I just don't want to put any more stress on my family
0: yeah we all saw hereditary jeff saw it first and he gave me a series of texts oh, yeah. <laughs> that oh, really yeah. enticed me where <laughs> yeah. it was like we're too good of friends we've we've texted too much for me to yeah, like pull, like it, to back to back pull up.
1: it back up. i think my my initial review of the movie was that was fucked up in fact when the movie ended i was in the theater with my friend and like the credits started rolling and i was just sitting there in silence for a few seconds kind of like it was still sinking in and i just said that out loud i was like wow that that was fucked up and then i could hear i guess somebody behind me heard me and laughed
0: (laughs) but yeah you you text me basically saying you know have you seen hereditary Mm mm-hmm and I was like, well, Key and I are planning on seeing it Sunday. You yeah. know, I, th- I think you were texting me maybe Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we're, we're planning on seeing it Sunday. And you were like, ah, I don't know how I feel. Like I'm still kind of digesting it. Yeah. You know. But I think the the thing that really carried away from your synopsis or from what you were saying was uh, it was really well made, but it's definitely not a fun horror movie. Is kind of how you frame yeah, it in that kind of, I don't know. It gave me a very uneasy,
1: uncomfortable feeling the whole movie. Like it's, it's all, because it's so many bad things are happening and it just makes you kind of feel bad. <laughs> I thought it was an effective like horror movie, scary yeah. and like, <clears throat> but scary in like a different way than most horror movies are. Yeah, but that, that first night, it. I mean, I spent like the last week thinking about that movie, which most movies, you know, you watch them and then it's over. You don't yeah. really think about it much anymore. But like, I've definitely mulled this one over a lot over the past week. So, how was your theater, by the way? How what was the crowd like that you saw it with? Um, almost everybody was very respectful and quiet, except for there was a couple sitting behind me that would talk a little bit, maybe like four or five times throughout the movie, just like. When he goes back to that other room. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know,
0: it just drove me nuts. But it, it wasn't too bad, though. How was yours? We had a pretty good...
2: It was, yeah, it was fine. I don't fine. remember
0: anything. There were a couple of moments... Um, oh, ner-
2: there was a couple that, is that the, the one, the couple that, like, ate the entire time?
0: Um, <laughs> that happens so often now that I don't really remember. I feel like every time we go to the movies, there's mm-hmm. almost always someone that, like, eats so much they don't even breathe. Like, they're just constantly shoving food in their mouth. Like, they can't just have popcorn. They have to have popcorn and a candy and soda and, you know.
2: But if, that, if it was them, I mean, that wasn't bad. They were just constantly, like, moving if that was them.
0: Yo, know, that was them. You're right. Yeah. You're right. There was a younger couple, well, a couple probably about our age, that were sitting close to us, and they ate the entire time. And they uh, kept adjusting their seats, um, you know. Yeah. Oh, and those recliner things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, so, didn't,
2: they didn't talk or anything. Yeah, it really wasn't No one talked, yeah.
0: Um, but we had one walkout. Uh, did, did you have any walkouts? Was it a walkout? I can't tell um, if she yeah. went to the bathroom. Not that I noticed. Yeah, we had, we had a teenage group or something like that. Like two people walk out together. Oh,
2: I had no yeah. idea. Okay. It's,
0: How it's, that? it's so heavy. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Oh, is I should
2: have to see The Bye Bye Man. Maybe that <laughs> <it was> said <laughs> that through that one. Bye Bye, bye, bye Man. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, felt, it felt like a really heavy movie. Like, there's so much... So many bad things happen. And, like, Tony Collette... Is so such an amazing actress that her performance really sells all these horrible things that are happening.
0: Well, you want to give like a really brief synopsis? I mean, there's not, (laughs) it's
1: it's really hard to give a synopsis of this movie without spoiling
0: something. Well, how about just the setup? Give us the Um,
1: setup. Well, the movie opens. Uh and Tony Clett's mother has passed away. Yeah. And the family is kind of dealing with it. Seems like nobody in the family really liked her except for her her daughter. Charlie. Charlie, yeah. yeah. You know, Charlie like this the grandmother was more like a mom to Charlie than her own mom, I guess. Mm. And then uh, you know, Charlie's a little a little. She's very unusual and strange, quiet, keeps to herself, sleeps in a a tree house outside. Yeah,
0: with a heat lamp.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, her dad is Miller's Crossing. I don't remember his name. I just call him Miller's <laughs> Gabriel- Crossing. Gabriel
0: Byrne. Gabriel Byrne.
1: Yeah. And then uh, her son is slightly older than Charlie, although he looks much like Charlie. Looks like a nine-year-old to me. But like she, I guess she was like thirteen. Yeah. Um, but her brother, like the the teenage son, is all he's like a huge pothead, and mm. they they go to a party one night, and then horrible
0: things happen until the movie ends. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really good uh, stopping point just to kind of get some opinions. I mean, just how we felt about the movie before we get into spoiler territory. Kia, how did you, you know, Jeff's kind of given us kind of ideas of how he's felt the past week after seeing it. I mean, Hmm. is it stuck with you the same way? Um, I
2: don't know if it stuck with me, but most things don't. But, (laughs) um, I did like, I did really like it. And it did stick with me definitely like that night, like when I turned the lights out. I thought is there something but I really liked it I liked that it was um, it wasn't like your typical jump scare blood and gore type of movie it was um, it was a little bit more cerebral I guess and a little bit it was um it was darker it was very dark it's hard to explain it's not it's not like your typical
0: yeah
2: horror movie it's you know
0: I, I mean, I agree with you guys, and, and I think uh, something they did really, really well is uh, taking something really mundane and making it kind of iconic, and I think that's the, the tongue flick. Uh, you know what I mean that's something like everyone's done everyone's clucked their tongue like that
2: I will never hear that again without being like what's going on
0: it's almost like Jaws in the Water style it's Mm -hmm. like something that will forever associate that clucking noise with Mm -hmm. that movie which is pretty amazing if you think about it I mean this is something that rarely comes along and that was like also the only jump scare of the movie for me
1: was like and it was so it was so effective and quiet that movie just builds tension in a way that no other movie I've ever seen does Mm -hmm. but then just like that Sound it, it was, it wasn't even that loud, and it made me like jump yeah. when, I, when it happened. I can't remember what part of the movie it was, but Is you Is it just when she's driving
2: it. and she hears it in her car.
1: Oh, I, I think, think it so. was,
2: yeah, 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 that
0: was one part that freaked me out. Oh,
2: I will say um, that while they're not like jump scares in this movie, in any in a lesser movie, there would have been jump scares, but right. it would have been because there would have been like a big boom, like a, a, music. a, a, yeah. a music cue,
0: yeah.
2: Whereas here, things would happen where. In another movie would have been a jump scare, but it just happened. And you're just like, holy. Yeah.
0: You yeah. know?
1: There are, certain, there are a couple of parts in the movie you think, like, oh, here comes the big jump scare. And then it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. I, I will yeah. say really quick, this was released by A24, who mm-hmm. they also released The Witch. And it comes at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of well-known for the past couple of years of doing, like, these prestige horror movies that get really good reviews from critics. And then their marketing campaign is really clever and basically says, hey, this is going to be the next big thing in horror. You've got to see it. And then audiences go to see it, like Kia said, kind of maybe expecting... Uh, I don't want to say the Bye Bye Man, but right. something a little bit more mainstream, and then they see it, and it's not. It's decidedly The Conjuring, right? The example. Conjuring. That's yeah. a great example, which is good, but like, just its sensibilities are for everyone, mm-hmm. whereas this is decidedly not for everyone, right? So, it, cinema scores, you know, and stuff like that. Audience exit polls are terrible. I mean, like, they're <laughs> off the charts terrible. Like, people people oh, are right. giving this like a D minus when they leave the theater and stuff oh, like that, wow. which happened for The Witch, and it comes at night. Mm. And I think this shares some DNA with It Comes at Night because... Uh, to me, that movie, the flaw of that movie is that it's sadness porn. Like, the whole way through, it's basically just, like, how bad can we make things for these characters Mm -hmm. so that you feel bad when you leave? And you think, like, oh my god, that was such a crazy experience. But how hard is that really to do? You know what I mean? Sometimes I kind of question how much talent it is to make people suffer on screen and make you feel bad. And this movie had that going for it for a while where I was like, is that all this movie is gonna be? It's, like, people grieving and people feeling bad and... And then some stuff starts to happen, yeah. the last act, and it just ramps up and it becomes a totally different movie to me. yeah, but. that third act gets really way more intense than
1: and it's such a great slow burn, I thought like I thought like the tension builds so much and um but like you were saying, like when the, when I was watching the movie, I kept I thought of that because I've only ever heard. Well, maybe I've heard other people say it, but I remember you saying the phrase sadness porn, and I was like, this is one of those movies where yeah. it's just like it's people being sad, and it, it's sad in the most brutal way. Right. <laughs> like, well, I don't know if we want to go into spoilers well, yet. Let, but like, let's real
0: quick. Does everyone – would you recommend this? Just, do people need to seek this one out and check it out, or is um, it one you can skip?
1: Oh, man. I'd say I would recommend it, but definitely go in prepared. It's sort of like that movie Green Room. Right. like i that it took me a while to watch that movie but i had to kind of like psych myself up to watch it like all right i know i'm going to watch some bad things happening for a little while and it that movie is like ex, ex, like emotionally exhausting mm-hmm. but it's so good like it's it was a, such a great movie but it felt just like this movie it felt like something i had to get through rather than something i was just sitting and enjoying but i did think they were i think both of those movies are really good though mm-hmm. so yeah
2: yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I and I think you should go into it and then talk about it afterwards. I think a lot of horror movies you don't really need to talk about. Everything's just kind of spelled out there for you. Yeah. And I think you go into every horror movie assuming bad things are going to happen. I know it's sadness porn, but people go to Saw or Hostel and they're fine with torture porn. So, there's sadness porn. There's there're different types of horror, and this is a horror that makes you you know, I think people want to go and be scared, but be but it's a fun scare. It's like, Oh, they got killed in a really cool way. Yeah. But I think there's also room for stuff like this. What makes you, that makes you think and, and, and go, Oh, this is, you know, horror comes in all shapes and sizes and horror can be, you know, the death of a family member or something.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's an excellent point that there's definitely a lot of room for different like subgenres within horror. And, uh, as much as I love, like, Friday 13th, not everything could be, like, silly over the top. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, people being smashed in sleeping bags type stuff, Yeah, you know. And and I would definitely recommend this movie. And I think if you love horror, like, you should see it even with the caveat that you may not like it. I think it's just a good movie to see and kind of get under your belt mm-hmm. and have an opinion on. It, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I personally, I think it's going to be one of the classics that... I
2: think this would have fit perfectly... Like, in the 70s. Much so, kind of made me think of, like, Rosemary's Baby type mm. of thing. So, if that's the kind of horror you like, then I think you would be okay. But if you are a serial killer horror, then that's that's not this type yeah. of movie. But well, yeah, I mean... Or slasher, not a serial killer. Yeah,
0: I think that's really fair. Um, so, let's get into spoiler territory. Let's just talk the shit out of this. All right, well... Um, when her head gets knocked off, well, holy shit. How many, <laughs> let me ask you guys this. Uh, I, this was something that I thought was really interesting. Uh, how many parties have you ever been to as a teenager or as an adult mm-hmm. where someone baked a cake? I, I think never like went to a party when I was a teenager.
2: Other than Actually, like, I really didn't like, if it was like a birthday party, but never like a teen party with
0: alcohol. Yeah. I just can't imagine like teenagers baking a cake. I just thought that was really strange. Mm. They're, like, not only are they are making a cake, they're, like, smashing up, like, nuts to put into it. It does seem like, very weird to me. Did they bake it, or was it, like, uh, it shows when them. they just... Oh, did they ba- Okay. It shows them preparing it, because they're, like, cutting up the nuts. Yeah.
1: Well, in, my, in, in my, <laughs> my 20s, I went to parties where people were, like, brought food and made food yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, that wasn't that unusual. But, yeah, teenage party, I didn't really see a lot of people baking. But it's, you know it's part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. well, she had to have a reason to eat nuts and get yeah.
0: it, you know. Charlie, we we found out very early on has a sweet tooth. Even at her grandmother's funeral, she's eating a Hershey's bar.
1: Yeah.
0: And her father uh, Steve paid, played by Gabriel Byrne is like, you know, are they nuts in that? Like that's all he's really concerned about. He doesn't yeah. even try to discipline her like don't eat this candy bar right now. It's not appropriate. He just he's accepted. Yeah, he's like eat. we didn't
1: bring yeah. your EpiPen, so like yeah. make sure that it doesn't have nuts in it. And I
0: like how it's just like a real quick line they don't really put a lot of attention on it you know like so uh later in the film uh uh, peter the the teenage son wants to go to a party uh and tony collette totally pawns off charlie on peter She just insists that this you know young girl goes with him to a teenage party and he begrudgingly accepts it and while he's trying to uh, seduce or get in with the cool kids. He's really yeah. trying to seduce a girl he's interested in, but yeah. uh, he pawns off Charlie in the party by saying, hey, you have a sweet tooth. They're making a cake. Go over there and have some cake and leave me alone. Yeah, she's sure like, enough, you
1: go eat that cake and by the time you're done I'll be all finished. We
0: can do our thing. <laughs> and of course she uh, eats the cake and there's some nuts in it. Mm-hmm. And she starts to have a reaction. It's a really intense scene yeah. where he realizes he's in, she's in real trouble, yeah. you know, and he's trying to take her uh, to the hospital. They live in a very remote place. It never says ex- exactly where. I'm assuming it's like yeah. Colorado, maybe something like yeah. that. So it's kind of remote, and he's like racing to the hospital.
1: Yeah, and we should also point out that he's high during this too, because yeah. he had been smoking weed with his friends while she was eating the cake. So as this is happening, he is it's so much more intense in his own mind because he's so high and he's like running outside with her and throwing her in the car and he's like freaking out
0: you know the the other thing I think we should point out is that this is maybe 30 minutes into the movie this is pretty early in the Mm -hmm. film Um, and the advertising campaign made it seem like Charlie was the one of the main characters that just drives all the action Mm -hmm. The, the trailer made it seem like she was the centerpiece of this movie the poster did as well and what happens to Charlie Kia?
2: Well, she can't breathe, so she sticks her head out of a window.
1: Of a moving car. Of a moving car. Well, I was going to say, like, when she's in the back seat and she can't breathe and she's, like, holding her throat, she, like, is moving around and she... It almost looked like she started rolling the window down by accident. And as soon as the window started rolling down, I was like, oh, shit, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't roll (laughs) that window down. And because I could... As soon as the window started going, I knew it was coming. I I didn't see it coming at all. please don't. Please don't stick your head out the window. I didn't see
2: it coming because (laughs) I thought she was... The main person. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, she sticks her her head out of a window and he ends up running off the road somehow, right? He
0: sees something in the road. It's like, is it a dead animal or something? Yeah, it
2: looks like there's a
1: dead animal on the road so he swerves to miss it.
2: He swerves and her head hits like a telephone pole and basically... You don't know what happened. You just think maybe she got knocked out. Definitely definitely killed. Yeah. But they show a scene later where it's just like... It's like a really quick scene of, like, her head on the side of the road, like, mm-hmm. covered in ants. bugs and yeah. ants and stuff. So you, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was that bad, but you definitely knew that.
1: Well, I okay. I, I, I assume that's what happened when I saw it. With it you, her you knew head she was decapitated. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, I didn't thought either. she
2: just, you know, got hit really hard. But, yeah. again, a lesser movie, like the jump scares, a lesser movie would have had that in the trailer. Yeah. And you would have oh, gone yeah. into the movie going, okay, they lost their son, they lost their daughter, and now every and the, the grandmother, not the son, the grandmother and the, and the daughter, and now everything is going to be crazy.
0: Yeah,
2: And that did not happen. So when... It's great that they didn't put that in the <laughs> yeah. trailer i mean
0: no i think the marketing people should amazing. be really like the person that cut the trailer should be applauded yeah. because i really do think they saved so much for the movie um and gave us so many surprises yeah that i think that's one of the strengths yeah. of the movie because that's why i'm avoiding i'm trying to avoid the halloween trailer yeah because i'd like to go into it not knowing a thing if i can I mean, it's not that big of a deal but yeah. Because um, I feel like so many trailers spoil movies for me. I'm almost, like, used to it now. I don't even think yeah. about it anymore. So just as an experiment, I'm going to try it with Halloween. But Hereditary, they did such a good job that I didn't have to avoid it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's so many surprises in this
1: movie. Well, that's the the following scene after that. Well, like, what's the son's name? Uh, uh, Peter. P- Peter, yeah. He goes home, and you hear... You hear Tony Collette say like, "Oh, they're home," like, yeah. and he just goes to his room, lays down. He's like still in shock because he sits there for a while after after it happens, and I think he's like in shock. He's again, he's still high, goes home, he gets in bed. Is it
2: safe to assume her body is still in the back of the car? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah,
1: so he just go, yeah because okay. so he gets home because the next morning he just it. It's such a brilliant scene, and it's also soul crushing (laughs) is you hear tony collette getting ready to leave the house and it's just a shot of of peter and he's staring like into the camera and he's just laying in bed and you just hear her discover the decapitated body of her daughter in this car and she just has this intense (laughs) meltdown Mm. that is so real and unnerving and like and the the meltdown continues into like a montage of the uh the funeral and then the, mm-hmm. the camera pans down, and like, oh my god, it was like, like it's giving me chills thinking about it. I mean, she just yeah. l- loses it.
2: And there's already like tension between Peter and the mother. Mm-hmm. There's there's already a little bit of tension. Like I know they have the argument about uh, Charlie going to the party with him and stuff. So there's already mm-hmm. some some tension. So now you just know that there is no way this relationship is going to be normal. Like not only did you have, not only were you responsible for her and you killed her. But then you didn't tell anyone, and you left her body in the car right. for the mother to discover. You didn't wake them up. I mean, he was doing the right thing. He was trying to get to the hospital. Right. He really yeah. couldn't control what happened. Well, um, also,
1: like, but yeah, like, I i mean, I guess, like, in the movie, I was kind of, like, putting myself in his shoes and just thinking, like, he must have just completely been in shock and not in, like, mm-hmm. what do you do in that situation? Like, who's ever in a situation where their sister gets their head knocked off?
2: <laughs> There's also a really cool point, yeah. like, after that happens, when he's in the car and that yeah. and she gets hit, so you don't really know. You haven't seen her yet. Mm-hmm. But he looks behind him very quickly, and then he turns around and says something like, are you okay? And he can barely get the sentence out because you know she's not okay, and yeah. he knows she's not okay. But he's just like...
1: Yeah, it's almost like, t- if,
2: yeah, yeah. in
1: his mind, if I don't look back there, yeah. there's nothing happened, you know? Like, yeah.
0: Well, wow. and then, like, the next... I mean, the better part of the, ne- the movie from here on out is about people dealing with grief, right? Right. And Tony Collette's character is an artist that deals in miniatures. Mm-hmm. She, she makes, like, really sophisticated dioramas, and there's a gallery that's going to have some big show with her. So she's racing to get all this stuff done and, you know, the time she's given. And uh, you see very early on that she takes vignettes from her real life because it opens with her doing one of a diorama of her mother's funeral. And, uh, <laughs> you know, her dealing with her... Charlie's death she does a diorama of her death, you know what I mean? Like, of the, the decapitation and yeah. to, to to the detail of even the head on the side of the road and yeah. everything. and there's, like, blood. And yeah, it. which is just, it's a, it's a bizarre touch, you know? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if there's some kind of symbolism I'm missing with that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's something I've thought a lot about the past week, and I can't really come up with anything.
1: Hmm. Another thing that we, we missed was the uh, in the, at the very beginning of the movie when you know the the grandmother is dead she goes tony clay goes into her room is like looking through this box and she looks over in the corner and it's it's so perfectly done it's like in shadow and you see the out you can see that there's a person standing in the corner and you're like in most you know horror movies like that's when the jump scare is about to happen the person would have
0: like or the person
2: would have like flown towards her exactly something like that and like
1: she (laughs) goes to it's like that movie Lights Out that we saw right where like you know they turn the lights off she's there turn the lights on she's gone lights off lights on and then she's like right Mm -hmm. in your face well like in this movie like she sees it and she turns the light on and she's gone she turns the light back off and she's still gone she's like kind of thinking, did I, I was just thinking, like, you know, making that up in my mind
0: or whatever, like. The decapitation weirdly becomes a motif, right? Because Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the movie, Charlie cuts off the head of a dead uh, bird. And, you know, you think it's this weird behavior that she has. Um, But later, as we keep going, other characters lose their heads. And it becomes apparent that that's, like, kind of a, I don't want to say theme, but it's like a motif, you know, like Mm -hmm. people losing their heads or whatever all throughout the movie. Um,
2: what are the characters I'm blanking on something
0: uh, Honestly, spoiler Charlie. Tony Collette cuts her own head off oh of course right. um, the grandmother's head is decapitated too yeah um, yeah dude that part where Tony Collette is cutting her head off is so fucking freaky dude yeah. <laughs> so, when is like, the grandmother's head creepy looking? remember her body didn't have a head of course of course of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that's something that early on as <laughs> right. well we're backtracking jumping around a lot but Peter... Ba- um, I almost said Peter Gabriel. Gabriel Byrne's character gets a phone call from the funeral home saying, hey, you know, your mother-in-law has been desecrated. Right. Her, you know, and he he plays it off because he doesn't want Tony Collette to be upset. So he's yeah. like, oh, very well. Well, I shall talk to you later. Click. But in reality, um, we know as an audience that something really major has happened to this yeah. uh, this body, you know, mm. this gravesite or whatever.
1: Yeah, and then uh, she starts, like uh secretly going to these uh groups where yeah, you know like
0: survivors yeah you
1: know. like people who are grieving, and so it uh she goes just to kind of like she starts going because she 's grieving her mother yeah. you know, in a odd way, hmm. but then uh when her daughter dies, she decides she tries to go, and then she 's like i can 't do it. she tries to leave, and this woman stops her, and she 's like, "Hey, wait, I saw you in there, uh mm-hmm. you know I had somebody die close to me too it was my was it her grandkids she said it's or her grandson yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they start hanging out, and she notices that uh, her welcome hat. welcome hat looks strikingly similar to something that her mom would have made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, this, she mentions it to the woman, and the woman just kind of brushes it off. She's like, you know, my mom used to make stuff like this. She's like, oh, really? Cool. Anyway, come on in. You know? <laughs> and then they have this seance, and then you have Tony Collette's second meltdown <laughs> of the movie. And uh, she's so freaking good at having meltdowns that, that make me so uncomfortable. But uh, I mean, but they're so real. That's the thing is, like, you can see like someone would really react that way in these kind of situations.
2: One of my uh, favorite scenes is when she has a meltdown when they're having dinner.
0: You okay, mom?
2: What? Is
0: there something on your mind?
1: Something on your mind? It just seems like there might be something you want to say, Peter.
2: Yeah. Like what? I mean, why would
0: I want to say something so I could watch you sneer at me? Sneer at you? I don't ever sneer. No. At you. Oh, sweetie, you don't have to. You get your point across. Okay, so fine then. Say what you want to say, then, Peter. I don't want to say anything. I've
2: tried. Same okay, thing. so try again, release yourself. Oh, release you, you mean? Yeah, fine, release me, just say it. Just fucking say it. Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Cuz I like I like um when movies show the cracks in parent-child relationships, like how they did it in The Baba Duke and how cuz everyone just thinks, you know, it seems like mothers just will love their kids regardless and it's like I don't I, she basically says at some point that she doesn't know if she even, you know, wanted him or whatever. And so, well,
1: she said she didn't. She said she tried to, like, have a miscarriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which is the most horrible
1: thing to say to your child.
2: But at the dinner, she says, you know, I do everything for you. I do all this stuff for you. Just sit there with the, with that... How do you say it with that?
0: Kind um, of like a smug look on your face. I forgot exactly yeah, what she said. But. She said
2: with that face on your face or something yeah. like right, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sure a lot of mothers would like to say that, like, yeah. I do all these things for you, you just you just look at me like you that's know. the other
1: thing is like I is I thought that this was a good movie, but uh again I'd never watch it again. But really?
0: It, oh, see, okay. Yeah, I think it, it totally deserves a second watch. Um,
1: I don't know, like I think I I don't like feeling unhappy and uncomfortable I don't like I don't like that feeling of being miserable because like um, like I said it's not a fun movie it's uh, and it also kind of reminds me a little too much of you know I grew up in a house where a lot of people were screaming and yelling at each other all the time and to go to a movie and see this kind of very realistic anger and fighting and stuff like does not sit well with me personally So, like, uh, but that scene was so intense and so uncomfortable, like, but it was, the acting was amazing, and well, the, the
0: the the script was fantastic. It, and I totally think Tony Collette is amazing. I think the son is great, but I think the MVP that just gave a understated performance has got to be uh, Gabriel Byrne, mm-hmm. you know, as the dad. Yeah. Because he's so, just, like, trying so hard to keep this group together and to be a nice guy and <sighs> just... Trying to understand where everyone's coming from and be sympathetic towards mm-hmm. everyone, like you know, he has to be so mad at his son, you know what I mean? But there's even that scene where, like, at that dinner, you know, scene where the son is like, "Great food, Dad," and he's like, "Thanks a lot, buddy." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he's, <laughs> yeah, so he's nice trying to, like, to keep him. the peace. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, and he's trying so hard to understand where Tony Collette's character is coming from, and uh, like, I just felt so bad for him. And, and I feel like as I was telling Kia after we saw it, I almost would love to see a cut that's all from his point of view. Yeah. And to see like a 30-minute version of this movie mm. where you just see like him witnessing his family disintegrating right. and him trying so hard just to be, you know, normal and normalizing them and trying to bring them back and with how he <laughs> how he exits this movie is pretty awful. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty rough death.
1: So Well are <laughs> you trying to find something. like my uh my one of my friends saw the movie in the middle of the week and text me she's like have you seen hereditary and yeah. i was like yeah so we were texting back and forth about it and she was talking about that scene where like tony collette comes in and she's like frantic and she's trying to tell uh her husband and her son like you got to come in here we got to have the seance because like uh this thing happened you know uh, i'm 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 talking to charlie and they're like you you know they're very begrudgingly humoring her yeah with this but you know like she's kind of being dismissed by the husband of just like, you're losing your mind You're it's because <laughs> of this, you're grieving and everything. And, uh, my friend was saying like, you know, that's how I feel sometimes whenever, like I, f- I'm like freaking out about something and you know, somebody I'm trying to tell is, you know, kind of just kind of dismissing me a lot, yeah. you know, like, so I, uh, again, you kind of like relate to things in the movie. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, It's weird how, like, real this movie feels. And it's, you know, it's a horror movie,
0: but... (laughs) For sure, yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, that's the thing, too, is... um, Even though there are hints of the supernatural, I think they do a great job of making Tony Collette... Like an unreliable character, like she's kind of an unreliable narrator, right. where you're questioning her sanity a lot. So even though she sees a little vision of her mother mm-hmm. in that in that room, or whatever, I kind of thought, well, maybe she's just a little Cause off, it com- you know? Because
2: mm-hmm. it comes out that she sleepwalks, and oh, that yeah. in the past the son had woken up with her standing over him, and she was drenched, and he was drenched, and um. Paint thinner. Paint thinner, yeah, and she had matches yeah. that she had lit apparently. But as soon as he woke up, she came to her senses and uh, put it out immediately. Yeah, um, so there's a lot of underlying tension in this family. But then once you find that out, you go, "Oh, is she just crazy? Is, is you know, is she trying to kill her kids or like what's going yeah. on? You know,
0: so well, I don't know. <laughs> and and also, I mean, the ultimate plot here. I mean, and and I probably missed some things here, but the ultimate goal. <laughs> Spoiler uh, <laughs> is uh, Peter, the son, is a vessel for a demon, and this coven of witches Haman. want to allow Haman to take over Peter. Payman with a P. P- Payman? Mm-hmm. Oh, Payman. I thought you said Haman. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> um, but uh, this coven of witches that <laughs> worship this demon. For whatever reason, have chosen Peter to be a vessel for the demon to to inhabit the earth or whatever. But wasn't that. Wasn't Charlie the original vessel? But the vessel can only be a male. So apparently, Charlie. That's why Charlie said, My grandmother always wanted me to be a a boy. Yeah. Is because she knew she was a temporary vessel or Mm -hmm. whatever. So, like. The coven wanted Charlie to get killed,
2: and the coven also includes the lady that was at the grieving meeting the seance. It turns yeah. out she did know this lady's right mother, and yeah. they're she's all she's all you know they're all involved in this.
0: Well, and you only get brief glimpses of the other members of the coven, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. uh, one of Peter's teachers is one of them. One of the naked mm-hmm. people at the end, which if you haven't seen this movie, this <laughs> would sound really bizarre: <laughs> naked people, and uh, but. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. That, some, some this Char- is why
2: when you leave the movie, you should talk about it because when we left, we were both like, "Okay, I think I understood that," but we talked yeah. about it in the car, and then it was like, "Holy crap! All of this makes sense."
0: Mm. <laughs> well, a lot of Charlie's behaviors, uh, behavior tics, and stuff like that too, could be chalked up to the idea that like a demon is inhabiting mm. her. You right. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why cutting the has, heads off. Yeah, and things. maybe why like, she wants to sleep in this weird treehouse with mm-hmm. the heat on, you know, the heater and. Um,
2: and the tree house ends up being where they all end up going at the yeah. end to worship this thing right it was a tree house a
1: little, it's also that weird thing of like the grandmother breastfed Charlie
0: right when she was only see the here. diorama right.
1: right right, but she does mention that she's like, oh, your grandmother wanted to feed you and wouldn't let mm-hmm. me do it you know like there was like some kind of a weird thing with the I guess the demon she was.
0: Mm. I mean, they worship it, right? Yeah. So.
2: And with the sun, because as the movie goes on, the sun does. Whenever he freaks out, when he starts freaking out, it gets really weird. And I almost thought it was bad acting. And people in the audience, I think, also thought it was bad acting because they would laugh.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of uncomfortable laughter. And
2: I couldn't reconcile that. What part? When. When he ever, whenever he started crying, he would be like. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, when he went up to the attic, he was like, "Mommy, no!" Stuff like that. Like his his acting was a little. Weird, so I thought.
1: I took it as like he was just really having like well, freaking out mm-hmm. like.
2: <laughs> but okay, but um, I couldn't reconcile the acting with his how he was in the car when he, you know, when when his sister gets her head knocked off, and I thought that scene was amazing. I was like, that acting is so great. What is going on when he starts crying and everything? And then you brought up the fact that maybe like, how was it again? With because Charlie was kind of.
0: Well, I think uh, because the demon's trying to take over Peter, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like I think he's regressing or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I've kind of forgot. When I walked out of the theater, I thought I had the, this great idea. But I, kind I of think I that.
2: thought you were saying that it was not possessed by Charlie, but kind of like
0: Charlie's ghost or whatever. Is yeah. Charlie is still mm-hmm. kind of around. Around. So I think he—it's kind of influencing his behavior sometimes. So like he regressed
2: yeah. and kind of became. Whatever her age is, kind of. Right. Which, to me, would explain why 13? he...
1: Thirteen? Yeah. Maybe. Which, <laughs> but,
2: to me, that would explain why he, it's, he, he cries like he does, which sounds yeah. very whiny, and why he says mommy, which sounds like something a 13-year-old girl would say, more so than like a 17-year-old boy. Boy. So, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he his being possessed is causing him to do this, and it's not acting, it's just...
1: Well, he hadn't been possessed yet at that point. I, I took it as like he was just... So incredibly scared, and he was trying to like get his mom to act like his mom again and just like cry out to her, like Remember, I'm your baby, I'm your child. Yeah, I, you know, like when I was a kid, once I remember being so intensely scared and being like, I want my baby. Like, sure, yeah. when does he become
2: you know, like,
0: possessed? I don't think it's until like the very end, almost. Like, the it's, really, it's when assignment. he falls
1: out of the window, and then you see that light go yeah. into him, and then it like
2: oh.
0: possesses him, and then he well, wakes then. up.
2: You were wrong. <laughs> well,
0: there's also that that light is, and it was just weird acting. The I light. don't think it was bad
2: acting. I, I want to disagree with both of you. Some on of us <laughs> crying was weird though. When he was like, <laughs> it was th- it was weird enough that was... people in the audience were like, they're 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 laughing because oh, yeah, they pro- laughter, thought this yeah. is this is the way he was crying. I I, I
1: just took it as, like, he was that intensely scared that that's how he would... Yeah, yeah, that's, Uh like, him freaking out. Yeah. Like, that was him being completely, like... It was, like, the the equivalent of Tony Collette having that meltdown when she saw her her daughter's body, you know? Which, by the way,
0: I mean, this whole thing leads up to uh, poor Peter. (laughs) You know, like, he just wakes up to a house of horrors. You know, his dad is incinerated and... Uh, oh, yeah, he was asleep during so much this. Yeah, like, he, he, he is sleeping off all, all this craziness, and uh, he he is led up to the treehouse where Charlie has slept so many nights yeah. or whatever, and uh, he he's led that way because his mother has turned into basically animalistic, right?
1: Yeah, and that's another thing we've glossed over is the incredibly creepy image of his mother flying through the house, oh, and yeah. then she's, like, sitting on the ceiling slamming her head into the door trying oh, yeah. to get at him so of course you're going to have that reaction of like being freaked out yeah. So.
0: yeah that's something I think I mean there's varying levels of possession I think you know what I mean so I think it's kind of like flipping around and because uh, that light that you see go into Peter at the end mm-hmm. of the movie it's seen a few times over the yeah. course of the film you know what I mean Charlie notices it very early on as well um, so I think it's always kind of lingering there, and See, that's why I didn't know it started
2: influencing him earlier because he sees it at his as he sees it at his high school. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think mm-hmm. there's levels of it, kind of, but it yeah. just totally takes him over at the end. So yeah, it, it ends with Peter being taken over by Payman and this coven of witches worshiping him and saying, you know, we're ready for all your mysteries. Lay it on us. <laughs> yeah, and they have that like
1: mannequin with Charlie's decapitated head on top right. it was, ugh, mm. it's so creepy
0: yep and uh the grandmother is there decapitated worshipping and so is Tonya Collette who we see literally cut her own head off uh like dental yeah. floss style she's like and she's like floating hair.
1: on the at the top of the ceiling <laughs> and is just like <laughs> I do remember that like the head separating from the body happens off camera because you just hear like the yeah. thud yeah. yeah the thud hmm yeah
0: Ugh, now I feel all bad again. <laughs> like I just watched that movie again. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels... And I think that's one thing I've noticed on film Twitter is a lot of critics and people of note... Um, and I think that's what distinguishes us from them is that they're professionals and we're just mm-hmm. people that like horror movies. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a lot of professionals kind of dismissing um, this movie and basically saying that that last 15 minutes play like the greatest hits of much better movies like mm. it, it, it kind of like borrows from rosemary's baby and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and they're kind of like eh, we've seen this before like it, and a lot of people keep saying, I'm saying a lot of people some of these people I've noticed are saying the movie worked for them until that ending moment. Yeah. Until those last 15 minutes that like they liked it when it was a slow paced like movie about loss and mm-hmm. at least subtle hints or whatever and then when it goes off the rails and you have mm-hmm. Tony Collette floating around and beating her head against the attic and cutting her own head off and all, you know in the covenant of naked witches it's a lot that
2: happens very fast Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, that they, that, that's when they lost it but I'll be honest, I love that last bit the last bit of it is what made it distinguishes it from sadness porn to me like if it had just ended with like Tony Collette like I'm crazy and they they put her in a (laughs) mental ward or something and then you're supposed to go wow that was intense guys like that would that would have upset me a little bit I would have been like well I just saw people grieve and that's great that's good acting but it wouldn't really have done much for me but I I like that it became supernatural and I like that it became off the rails crazy and the acting was so good even though it was heightened and weird, and I mean, I love that stuff. So yeah. I, I just think it's interesting that all these like kind of like highfalutin uh, academic type, <laughs> you know, reviewers wrote it off with that stuff. Yeah. And for me, it solidified it for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, don't know. Yeah. I guess that's the half-ass part of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sort of like that, like the the witch, where like yeah. the whole movie, you kind of feel like, oh, it's all these people with their weird beliefs that, oh, sorry, of witches and, like, all these things, and it's, like, there's nothing supernatural going on, and then, like, you find out at the end of the movie, like, oh, shit, there really is something supernatural going on. And, and, you know? You're
0: right. That is a very similar ending yeah. in a sense that, you know, she's literally introduced to the devil, and he yeah. has a great scene where he talks to her, and mm-hmm. she takes his hand, and she gets to be part of this coven of witches and has a great life. And start starts. Flying in yeah, the sky, She's right. <laughs> like what I mean, the totally- hell is yeah.
1: going on? <laughs> right, right.
0: So you're right. That's a very similar in the same studio. So, which I think I like the Witch more than Kia did. i I kind of I dug, that. Rem- I kinda dug re- that movie. Remember
2: but... it? Well, I didn't realize you liked it that much. No. Oh. I thought we both. I thought we both left underwhelmed.
0: Oh, I kind of dug it.
2: Because we had we had <laughs> seen the Babadook and It Follows, and the Witch was supposed to be the the third movie in this trilogy of horror movies that came out. And I knew we knew we both liked it follows and the Babadook a lot, mm-hmm. and I thought we had, we were both like oh the witch is the lesser of this trilogy. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I was wrong. I
0: like it. That's why. That's why I like Black Phillip a lot. I think it's a really cool I, character. I, and, uh, <laughs> I love that scene where he's like, "Well, thou, thou'st like to live deliciously."
2: Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that you like stuck to live with deliciously. me. Yeah. Yes. Would you like butter? But like, you know, it was like that type of thing. I, I just love that. I mean, like I it sounds that. like I'm making fun of it, but I actually really think it's a cool scene. I'm about that. Um, like
2: to live deliciously. Yeah.
0: What dost thou want?
2: What canst
1: thou give?
0: Wouldst thou like the taste of butter? A pretty. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?
2: Who wouldn't, Black Philip?
0: Well, I mean, it, it makes sense why you would make a deal with the devil in that scenario, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, goodness. I, I don't know, is there anything else we want to add about Hereditary before we kick it, kick mm-hmm. it out of here? Would I you mean,
2: recommend it to people? I know you said you wouldn't watch it again, but... Um, I know we asked that question earlier. I think yeah. we did, but yeah. now
0: that we've talked about it... You, you said yes, pretty,
2: but you would just give a... I would, yeah, I wouldn't
1: would recommend it to certain people. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. I think they're... Oh man, it's it, it, so I kind of equated it to this. Like I, th- several times throughout the movie, I kept thinking, like, I just I want to I just want to get through this. Like it wasn't a thing that I was sitting and enjoying. It was something mm. I felt like I had to finish and get through. Mm. Um, sort of like it's waiting in line for a, uh, a roller coaster, and you're thinking like, ah, I've been on roller coasters before. This will be fun. And mm. then you get on it, and halfway through, you're like, fuck, this is so much more intense than, <laughs> than I thought. You know, that's kind of how it, that movie felt for me. I was just like, I just, I, I'm ready to go. You know, not like, not like I was so scared or like anything. It was just sort of like it was. I felt it felt so heavy and like there was. What did was your friend think? Emotionally, think like, she thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> when his movie was over, she was like, "Oh, it was really good." And I was like, uh, "You okay. know what? Yeah." <laughs> I,
0: I will add this caveat too, because I think everyone should see this if you like horror, just to get an opinion on it. Like, I'm not guaranteeing that you're gonna like it. Um, But I I just feel like if you are a horror lover that it's it's a good one to check out and get an opinion about. But I would recommend maybe seeing this with a friend or at least having someone close to you that you can talk to about it. Because I do think this would be a weird one to watch in isolation. It would be a weird one to watch like... Alone on a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> and then just have to digest it. Yourself. Even thinking yeah, right. about that
2: kind of makes me scared. That's what I'm yeah. saying.
0: Yeah, that would be that would be very. That's that not a good scenario. Don't watch this alone and, and like have to go to bed that night alone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. have someone to bounce this off of, or at least talk to on the phone and go, "Hey, you saw Hereditary, right? Let me tell you, talk to you about this." You know. So honestly, with that kind of recommendation. I kind of feel like this is a movie you gotta see like you yeah. know what i mean that's kind of that's a pretty rare thing i don't know
1: so. also i hope if you're listening to these recommendations that you've already seen the movie because we just spoiled the <laughs> maybe, shit out of this movie maybe <laughs> you need some emotional support after this film
0: <laughs> yeah that should be on the poster yeah jeff jeff wilson <laughs> half Ass horror cast you need what was it <laughs> you, you'll need some some emotional support after this film <laughs> That really would be a blur, probably. Yeah. I'd be
2: interested to see if it gets some sort of award love mm. for acting.
0: It should. Um, I mean, I think, uh, man, I think, like, the whole cast, the whole yeah. four family members deserve some kind of recognition. You know, Anne Dowd is really great in this. That's is that her name?
2: From, yeah, um, Ann Dowd. She was the the friend, the support group friend. She's from, obviously, from Leftovers, which re, mm. we liked her from a lot. And she, I know she's in The Handmaid's. Handmaiden's yeah. Tale, but Anne Dowd is really good, she's just really, because on The Leftovers she plays kind of a similar creepy character yeah. as to Hereditary, and she's just really, she has a really cool hippie vibe about her, she yeah. seems, she seems so joyful actress. and nice,
0: but you know the whole time she's, she's up She's not something.
2: joyful and nice yeah. though, yeah. yeah, she is scary, because yeah. she was
0: scary on the Leftovers. Kia, any final remarks?
2: I was just seeing it. If this is not the type of horror you're used to, expand your horizons. There's, di- there's all kinds of different horror out there. And if it doesn't work for you, then don't see it again. If it does, you might have discovered that you like a different type of horror movie.
0: Well, in all fairness to people that don't like this type of horror movie too, like only one or two of these come out a year. Whereas like The Bye Bye Man, there's like 20 of those a year. <laughs> so you're in, you're in good shape, don't worry about it. <laughs> so anyway, it's even darker now. It's but dark in our hearts as well is outside. Yeah. You said it, pal. But anyway. Keep slamming that evil. And keep fucking. <laughs>
1: I mean keep busted.
0: Oh.
2: You're really good at not breaking character. I suck at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and scene. I'm
2: the Jimmy Fallon of the group.
0: No.